everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Teddy Talks podcast. My name is Teddy Parsons, your host and continued agitator for the next 30 minutes or so. I am so happy you are joining us today. On this episode, we welcome our special guest, Julie Pinkston. Julie is the president and CEO of the Greater Lansing Convention and Visitors Bureau, which is located here in downtown Lansing, Michigan. Good morning, Julie. How are you? Hi, Teddy. Good morning. I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me join your podcast today. No, thank you for being here. We are so excited. And again, welcome to the podcast and thank you for joining us today on Teddy Talks. So who is Julie and what should our listeners need to know about you? Well, that's a great question. So uh, I am the president and CEO currently at the Greater Lansing Convention and Visitors Bureau, which is a lot of words to say that we are charged with um, promoting this region as a travel destination to impact the economy of our area. So I've been with the organization 28 years now. So I started when we had nine people and we now, um, well, let, let me, Go back on that pre-pandemic we had 28 full-time and five part-time we now have 18 people so we've had a little bit of a couple years of the pandemic that uh, were very difficult for this industry and we have seen those results in our own organization as well so um, i'm really passionate about this community i'm involved in the number of local organizations and boards that i'm happy to serve on and and be involved in the great work that happens in our community. I think, you know, there's so many talented people that that I learn from every day and able to get involved with something that maybe I don't know much about. And all of a sudden, it's something that I become really passionate about. And I think that's what this community is great for. So more about me. Let's see. I, um, I went to Alma College. I'm very proud of that because almost everybody around here seems to have gravitated from Michigan State University, so went to a small private liberal, liberal arts college and then was able to take uh, a year of that experience and really set the base, I think, for who I became and who I am. I was able to get um, an internship uh, opportunity for a whole semester in Washington, D.C. for um, during my college experience, and that's when I discovered the travel and tourism industry and marketing it at the governmental level. So I promoted, promoted the United States as a destination, which is a little bit of a big job. Uh, but we were able to do some really great work there. And then when I looked to transition back to Michigan, that's when I decided to stay in the tourism world and become uh, a, a passionate advocator for Lansing. So that, you know, you never know where your early, earliest opportunities and experience will take you and I really feel like mine through a, a, a simple internship took me on my entire career path and, and set me up for really growing with an organization and then being able to take on leadership. I did take on leadership here on March 11th of 2020. So day one of the Michigan version of the pandemic because the first case was announced that day by Friday the 13th, um, the staff had, here had gone remote along with everybody else in the state and we had to shut down a couple of really big trade shows that were here for that weekend. They had literally just set up by Friday morning ready to open Friday afternoon. We had to shut them down and send all those people away, which was not easy. And then by the next Friday we had uh, furloughed 
all of our staff except for five people of our 33 people. So it's been a slow process for the Greater Lansing CVB, uh, but we're making some slow progress. We're we're ready to move forward. We're doing a lot of a lot of uh, strategic recovery planning, um, collaboration with new partners, just really trying to be an advocate and an asset for this community. So. I think I rambled on enough on that topic. <laughs> no, and thanks so much, Julie. What I really love is the um, that you stressed about how important internships are, and they're so vital for great organizations like yours, and thank you for that. So, Julie, on the CVB website, it tells us to love Lansing like a logo, uh, local, excuse me. Can you please tell us what this means and why it's important? Absolutely. You know, we as marketers here are always looking for um, ways to connect with our visitors and ways to connect with our community. And the hashtag Love Lansing really started from within this community. It's not something a marketing firm came up with. It's not something we came up with, but it just started growing organically. And we decided to adopt it and you know, push it more forward. So the Love Lansing um, mantra became something that gravitates through this whole community still. And so we we took that premise um, when we were doing some strategic planning a few years ago and our board and our uh, organization adopted that our the vision for our organization was to uh, encourage and, and enhance um, all visitors and community partners to love Lansing as much as we do because that is really the trend of what visitors especially are looking for. They want to come to a community and understand it and be a part of it and know the cultural stories and understand the heritage and not just, you know, drive in, drive out. A lot of visitors are looking to have that experiential immersion into a community. So so this Love Lansing like a local really connected with um, how visitors were starting to look at travel destinations and how they wanted to connect with community. And then for us, it's just extremely important for the local side because the more people that are, take pride in our community, that want to go out and, and experience themselves everything that the community has to offer, that that then just raises the pride in the community, how we all want to do better for our community and make sure that, you know, we, we aren't something that falls behind or that, you know, we, we want to get out of town on the weekend. We want to be able to encourage people to enjoy all the great things that they can do while they're here. We started that premise really probably about 25 years ago with the very first Be a Tourist in Your Own Town. That's an event that we've produced for over 25 years, except for the last two uh, with um, pausing for the pandemic. And that was really the transition for a summer marketing campaign that we did locally most of our work really takes place outside this community marketing and promoting and and selling this community for tourism so the the love lansing like a local campaign we did all summer took the place of be a tourist to just really encourage everybody to continue that exploration and understanding of the community and i we got a lot of really positive feedback and it's probably something we'll continue to do because if, if we're if we don't take pride in our community and we don't understand our community, how can we ever truly and authentically welcome people and invite people to this community? So, I feel that the that that messaging and that work that's been done over the last couple of years of Love Lansing like a local 
um, through our efforts has really made a difference and been something that hits both of those where we're really connecting our messages with our visitors, but just as importantly, connecting that same message with our local residents. Yeah, thanks so much. You know, Julie, you had me flash back to many years ago when the Love Lansing hashtag was really important when the big Save the GM thing took place. And I remember it from back then. So thank you again for sharing that. So we're going to be uh, make sure that we list all the information about you and the Greater Lansing CVB under today's episode narrative. So you know, we hear a lot, you know, talking about uh, the travel industry. I've heard this term a lot where, um, and I, I heard the term heads and beds. Can you tell us what this means when it comes to the hotel and travel industry and what it actually means for our listeners? What does that mean? Oh, absolutely. Great question, Teddy. You know, heads and beds uh, became a, a very uh, industry-centric word because that was the goal. Like, that was our, like, brass tacks. This is what we do. We bring people to town, put them in an overnight room, because that is the maximum effect of the spending. You know, if they're here overnight, that's when they're obviously going to spend the most, and more days is more spending, and that just brings more new dollars to this community. So, um, the industry has morphed a little bit, not just to be completely centric on the heads and the beds. It's more also, um, there's a couple ways to phrase it as cheeks and seats or butts and seats. So <laughs> getting people to come to events and, um, you know, experiencing the theater, you know, the Wharton Center opportunities. So, and then hopefully then that transitions into heads and beds as well, because they've had such a great time, they come back or they stay over. And so uh, there's a lot of synergy that comes from just people coming to town in general, and then the, just the great economic value when they do stay overnight. And uh, that's you know usually how we focus our our planning is you know people are looking for something for the day. We're certainly not going to just suggest one thing and then they're done. We want to offer a lot of opportunities so that they have a complete full day, weekend, overnight experience. So. Yeah, you know, Julie, thank you for sharing that. Also, I want to make sure our listeners know we will um, put a link to the uh, to your visitors guide, which is awesome. So we'll make sure we link to that. Um, so Julie, what do you believe are the top three attractions that everyone should know about when visiting the greater Lansing region? So I'm say I'm from out of town, I'm coming for an event, what would you recommend are the top three attractions I need to see? Ooh, so that's a loaded question. Yeah, <laughs> we have a certified tourism ambassador program, which I know you're familiar with. And um, we, we encourage uh, as part of this training of how to help visitors and guests when they arrive here and ask those exact questions, what should I see? What should I do? Is that on our side, we need to ask questions of you. So yes, we have top three attractions, but Teddy, what do you like to do when you travel or what, how much time do you have or how, what are you looking to experience while you're here? And then that helps me answer my question. So what do you think? I, it's funny because when people say, you know, I'm coming to Lansing, you know, I'm from, you know, North Dakota, I'm coming to Lansing. I tell them that, you know, if you're staying downtown, they definitely need to check out like the big head thing over there by your office. I think uh, that the, um, is it called the head um, right it's there? It's called Portrait of a Dreamer. Yes, that. Um, I also tell them the Riverwalk Trail, uh, because the one thing I say, Julie, that I think the greatest asset, one of the greatest assets about Lansing is our arts. 
in our culture. And I don't think a lot of people, when we talk about be a tourist in your own town, really realize how amazing our arts are. So I tell people to check out all the amazing arts as well. Yeah, so you've told me you love the arts and culture. So I guess then for me talking to you, I would say that right now we have um, Art Path 2021, which is 20 public art installations along the Lansing uh, River Trail that was done by the Lansing Art Gallery and Education Center. So that's a great opportunity. We have a app, there's an app that's um, the 517 Art um, Walk and it, it's an app that it's actually a web link, but you can be standing anywhere in the region. You could be over on campus, you could be in Williamston, and it would show you the closest public art to where you're standing and the explanation of the piece, information about the artist. So a really great resource there. And then third thing first, an arts and cultural lover would be just all the great theater, festivals, live performances, everything that goes on and what, what might be happening at that time. So, so that's what I would tell the art lover that came to town. But obviously some of our key attractions also include Michigan State Capitol building, which is quite honestly an art treasure itself. A lot of people do visit the community for our um, campus activities, especially the Wharton Center for Performing Arts and some of the sporting opportunities. And we also have a lot of people that enjoy the out outdoors, so the river trail and the um, kayaking along the Grand River and Potter Park Zoo. So we just have so many things that I could go on all day about. <laughs> Yeah, thanks so much. You know, it's interesting because you were talking about that 517 Arts app. And I remember I when I downloaded it, the first time I used it was at a bar on uh, Michigan Avenue, the Green Door. And I think it's got a Q code. And to my listeners, I'm sorry, I'm horrible with technology. It's those black and white squiggly square things. Yep, <laughs> um, whatever. And, and I held it up and it tells you uh, the, the a story through that, through your phone. It was really cool. Yeah, so Okay, so earlier uh, in our conversation, you mentioned that unfortunately, uh, this year's Be a Tourist in Your Own Town was canceled due to the pandemic. But Julie, can you please tell us more about this popular event and will there be any big changes to the this program in 2022? Yeah, you know, the first Be a Tourist in Your Own Town we did was, um, I think we had 10 attractions and they were the very core attractions, Impression 5 Science Center, the State Capitol Building, uh, a couple of things at Michigan State University. And so over 25 years, this, the last one that we had uh, before the pandemic, we had over 80 attractions, which were just things that you could do in this region any day of the year, weather obviously permitting and uh, some of them. but. Um, so to see the, the change in the growth and opportunities of the things to do over those 25 years is really a, 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 you know, an amazing stretch and how we've grown as a community. The, the event, really the biggest complaint we get is that there is too much to do in that one day. Could it be a weekend event? Could it be a week long event? Because it is that much to do. So we've seen a, a great change with it. We are talking about yeah how to how to bring that back next year and what that looks like. You know we like I said earlier we did the Love Lansing like a local campaign this year, um, really to promote all the all the things locally that people could do on their own time over the summer. Um, but that was also because many of our attractions remained closed for so long that they needed people to come in their doors and and pay admissions and 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 be normal. 
operations for them too and not overwhelm them with so many people on one day. So we're, we're aware of the constraints that the certain attractions and local businesses have right now. Um, hopefully by next May and June, we would not, not be in those constraints as much and see what kind of opportunities we can put together uh, for uh, be a tourist in your own town the next thing. I think that's as our organization has gone through the pandemic and had the reductions in in staffing and budget that it's really allowed us to look at everything we do and especially an event like be a tourist and how can we just do that differently and and change it or make it better or make it more robust so anybody has any suggestions we're in that process right now because it is a signature event for this community and the mission of it is to just get people to again know more about the community and be able to be ambassadors and advocates and be prideful of, of everything that there is to do so uh, we're looking at how we do that next year and want to continue um, you know you do something for 25 years you check yourself every year like is this needed is this something that the community still wants and it is and quite honestly right before the pandemic we were named um, the, the best festival in the area so that was a nice uh, point of pride for for the event itself yeah thanks for sharing that and uh, one thing i love about uh that uh, event is the book you know because it can uh, the little booklet and you can uh, check off stuff and you so i love that and it's really helpful um so kind of segueing off of that um you mentioned a couple of times about a certified tourist ambassador uh can you share with us why this what this uh program is and why it's so important to the greater lansing cvb Yes, absolutely. The, the Certified Tourism Ambassador is actually a national program that we partnered in and we're the first state in Michigan to bring uh, into the community. So or the first city in Michigan. So we, it's a program where we take primarily our frontline personnel who deal every day with visitors. But as you know, anybody can deal with visitors at any time. So uh, it, it's a training program that's uh, started uh, with a class, it starts with a class. So you have about a three hour class and then you take a test, which everyone loves, right? <laughs> it's 28 <laughs> questions, multiple choice. You can get seven wrong and everyone can easily pass it. <laughs> and then you become a certified ambassador for this region and we keep you educated, we keep you informed. And it's a program that I passionately believe has changed some of the mindset of our community. It kind of goes hand in hand with the Love Lansing like a local. Let's have pride in our community. If you know someone checks in at the front desk of a hotel and asks someone, "What's there to see and do?" Just like you did, what's the top three things I should see or do, or where should I go? And our people here, our our local hospitality um, industry team members, if they say, mm, "I don't know. There's not much here. There's not much to do." I mean, that's gonna send a visitor away quickly because they think, well, the people that live here don't even like being here. Why am I here? So this program has really changed mindsets and, and elevated the knowledge that tourism and what visitors are bringing is important and a, and a big economic value. I mean, we teach the economics of it because our visitor economy pre-pandemic, it was over $628 million that comes to this community as new money for, for the, for non-residents to have to contribute uh, to the bottom line of what happens in this community. So those uh, ambassadors understand that more and realize that they're part of that. And, you know, I, I mentioned obviously a front desk 
um, person at a, at a hotel, but people that deal with visitors every day are people that are realtors because they are showcasing our community to potential new residents and also our HR um, personnel because they're trying to recruit and bring people to their corporations. We work some um, ambassadors with Sparrow Hospital because people come and visit loved ones at Sparrow Hospital, but they may need to then stay overnight or go out and eat and find something to do um, while they're waiting for, for something, you know, a test or a, a procedure for someone else. So our ambassadors are far and wide. We have about over 500 in the community and we keep them educated, keep them informed so that they can best serve the people that come and visit this community. Yeah, and I'm going to do a uh, personal shameless plug for this program. I, I'm kind of just shouting out to anybody in the greater Lansing region who owns a business or works in a business where you deal with uh, clients on any level. I would strongly encourage people uh, to have your team go through this. I will say for me, it was eye-opening. It's like an awesome history lesson. It's just like the most, Lansing has so much that people don't realize. So I really hope, and we'll put a link on the uh, narrative for today's episode so people know how to get in contact with you for that. Thanks. Yeah, I think one of the cornerstones of the program is just appreciating all that we have and being able to communicate that. So, you know, if you have somebody and they said, oh, my friends are coming to town and they have a couple kids, and then you say, oh, well, we've got Impression 5 Science Center. That's a great place to go, which is a great answer, a perfect answer. But you change the narrative when you say, you know, you're, I think your family would really like Impression 5 Science Center. They've got this bubble room and you can stand in there and you can pull a bubble over your head and you can pop the bubble on your sister. Like you start to make those personal connections that then make people get excited and want to come here or want to go to that location. So that's kind of what we teach is that, you know, that you have to go that little bit of extra mile, that little nugget of information, those hidden gems, those things that really will connect people to our community. Yeah, that, that's a great, and you know, and again, like I said, I learned so much out of it. So um, Julie, let me ask you this. And I always ask my guests this, and I love some of the responses. So who is someone you respect and admire? Who has really inspired you? That's a great question. <laughs> I think it changes <laughs> every day for me. <laughs> I definitely have uh, some people that I have admired in this industry that have helped me along the way. The great thing about the tourism and travel industry is that we are def uh, we are a group of people who want everyone to be successful. So we overshare with each other. We share best practices. We, you know, help colleagues around the country. And I have some just outstanding colleagues that have helped me over the years. And I think that's what's what's fascinating is that you think of someone like a very good colleague and friend of mine, two of them that I rely on for my troubleshooting and brainstorming. One's in Miami and one's in Philadelphia. And you think, what do those cities have in common with how, you know, I'm a leader here in Lansing, Michigan. And, you know, leaders are leaders or people are people and experiences are experiences. So you can connect with people who have those shared experiences and and really get a lot. So it's it's a lot of my industry colleagues and friends that I've had over the years that have helped me grow and been able I've been able to learn from them and they've been able to learn from me and you don't always think that you know I can here in Lansing Michigan help a person who does what I do in in another destination. So those are yeah. some of my people. 
Yeah, that's a, um, a great response because I think that's true. It kind of, you know, what it um, we heard Hillary Clinton say several times, it takes a village, right? So, right. <laughs> so where do you think we're going to see Julie in the next three years? Uh, well, I, I hope to be yeah, continuing here with what I do. I have told a few colleagues recently that, you know, I started the day one of the pandemic in leadership here at the CVB. And obviously it was in crisis mode for the past 18 months, but in the last two months, probably maybe since May or June, I've actually started having bubbled to the surface of what I do of the things that I interviewed on and the things that I said I wanted to change and accomplish and be able to do. So I think the pandemic gives us a greater opportunity to do that because we can change so much and we aren't entrenched as, as highly as we might have been in the past. And so I am optimistic over the next few years of now doing some of the things that I envisioned originally upon taking this job and and making those changes. You know, what we do has always been in Lansing hidden and in something that's not as recognized. You know, I don't think anyone will say, oh yeah, Lansing, Michigan is the number one tourist spot in, in the state of Michigan. So, you know, you give that to, you know, the up north and the Mackinac Islands and things like that. And so, but for us, what are our niches and how do we then make our, our presence? And, and the pandemic helps us realize what is our core business and who are the people that come here and how do we expand that? So the next three years, I really envision all of that moving forward, getting um, a handle on the, the things that we can do to develop this destination as a as more of a tourism centric location, taking advantage of those opportunities and assets and moving them forward. Yeah, and we're going to be excited to see all the great stuff you do over the next three years. So, Julie, unfortunately, our time together is coming to an end. But I want to personally thank you again for joining me today on Teddy Talks. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you for the good questions and the opportunity to share our stories and to share some love Lansing. Yeah, and and no, and thank you for helping us to learn more on how to love Lansing. So I have truly enjoyed our conversation and we hope to see you again on a future episode. You can find out more about Julie and the Greater Lansing CVB at teddytalks.com. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us on another episode of Teddy Talks. Remember, no matter where life's journey takes you, it's always a great time to grab a cup of coffee, some hot tea, or a martini, and let's keep talking.